You gotta go like, one, two, three, four. What is the difference between being punk and being a punk? We are here to talk some punk rock, some music comics. Punk culture, DIY shit, anything we want to talk about. That's, that's what fascinates me. Give me everything. Absolutely everything. I find that, that music and comics have always been intertwined. Muckspout. Chicks okay. dig it. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Muckspout. I got uh, John and Jay with me today, and we uh, have our guest, Billy Mays the Third, also known as Infinite Third. And um, he's got some new music coming up, so he's here to yeah. chat with us. How you doing, Billy? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the elephant in the room. I don't know if it's an elephant in the room. That phrase is weird. It makes everybody uncomfortable. What are we about to talk about? Nine fucking hour album, though. Like, yeah. We're we're like punk rock guys. So, like, an album of, like, 20 songs can be, like, seven minutes. <laughs> you know, uh, for... <laughs> Before we actually started here, we pretty much touched on like the reason I did this. And um, it, it was basically because anytime I would read something like, you know, as a musician, you should make 20 second clips and, uh, you know, all the all the stuff I would read about that kind of thing. I would just always be like, Ugh, I hate that. And um, basically, I, I know you guys know that I've streamed uh, between 2021 20, and 2023. I had like my streaming era on Twitch. Yep. And at the end of every music stream, I would do about 20 to 30 minutes of just like meditative ambient music. And um, I repurposed some of those recordings for my Patreon as like exclusive ambient songs. And then after I think I made like 63 of them, I was like, man, I would like to put those out somehow. And, and then recently I was like, you know what? I did a lot of the work already. Let me curate the best of those and see where it lands. And I ended up with 36 songs and they totaled nine hours and three minutes. And I just like settled on that once I rearranged everything. And I, I sort of like cleaned up some of the recordings and made them listenable, but they're live songs. And, um, I, once I decided, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I, it's so absurd that I'm going to put out a nine hour album in, in 2024 when no one has an attention span. <laughs> and so it, it's just like, I've been like doubling down and doubling down on it this whole time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so now for those of us that don't know what, what form will this come out on digitally? Vinyl? It's going to be all digital. Yeah. There's no way I, dig, yeah, I, I think I have to put out like 25 records or something. Exactly. <laughs> but the entire vinyl industry out of business. Yeah. I used it all. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you thought Adele uh, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be all digital. It's been um, on Bandcamp as a pre-order. Okay. for a couple of weeks now and it's the most pre-orders i've ever gotten on bandcamp so something about it resonated i guess because it's five dollars for nine hours of music uh, maybe that feels like a good deal <laughs> but uh three of the songs have been available for a couple of weeks now on bandcamp right. and the official release date is february 23rd and it's called holy noise i didn't mention that um and and funny enough as we speak i'm sort of trying to piece together some some short form uh visual content to put on instagram and stuff like that because 
I don't know. I need to. I need to what's, do that. What's the average song length? Um, well, the first couple songs are like under ten minutes, and then it kind of goes in a bunch of directions. But um, a good amount of them are twenty plus minutes. Like, there's probably like nine or ten songs that are over twenty minutes. One of them's like forty minutes. The last song, and um, yeah, the the fun part was sequencing it because I I love sequencing albums, but this one made absolutely no sense, and it was impossible to wrap your head around it. So. I, I have this, I have these little like intuitive ways that I try to sequence, especially this one where I was just kind of going by vibes and to the point where all the titles are kind of pulled from the chat that was going on oh, okay, cool. uh, okay. during most of them are and, or something, something was said, like reminded me of something and I titled it later that, but there ended up being in the middle of the album, you'll see there's, there's like six six or seven songs that all have animals in them and i call it the animal suite it's like this little section and i and, think that's when i tuned in when you did your uh your your okay yeah the record uh party the band camp uh yeah, listening band camp party yeah party I, and that and though, that was like that really like helped me get through the impossible sequence stuff like that being like all right well this song can't be next to this song but then once i put the animal songs together i was like all right that seals the middle of it like I'm just going to get those in the best order of seven. Yeah. And now I, I know those are in the middle. Uh, and, you know, like the intro, like the first, I always look at things like the first three songs are really important on anything. So I really wanted those to be three different sounding songs, like mm, yeah. not the same kind of droniness. Like they, they all have different sounds going on in them. And, but as you can imagine to the, to the untrained ear, a lot of them probably sound the same because <laughs> it's just ambient drone music. Um, but I, I think some interesting things happen here and there. Yeah. One of the things that cracked me up was um, somebody referenced it as uh, music to sleep to, which would be super insulting probably to most artists, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I take no offense. Uh, in right fact, I hope people will just turn it on and fall asleep and give me the stream. The stream. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost something ingenious about that. If you put that on and just crash out, you're just yeah getting you those, uh, those pennies just racking totally. up. <laughs> yeah. I I'm interested to see what happens with like Spotify and you know, if, if people actually listen to the whole thing or not and, uh, I don't know. I've just I've gotten good feedback so far, and I've sent um, a couple download codes to some friends, so they they listen to the whole thing. And I think the whole point is that you can kind of just put it on, it almost like it's a playlist, and shuffle it or whatever, and you have nine hours filled of background music. Uh, so I think that's kind of like the selling point of it. And for me, like I, I, that's the only thing I can listen to is instrumental music if I'm doing any kind of like computer work. So it's perfect for that kind of scenario too, because I, I like anything with lyrics. I, I'm just like, yeah, you know, my attention span is gone. So I get that I, in the same way. Yeah. So I appreciate. Yeah. What? The day that he was doing the listening party, I was editing some video uh, of people talking. And I was actually able to like play his music while I was doing that because it wasn't disrupting like what yeah, I was doing. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like another step deeper from just straight up instrumental music because there's not even any rhythmic elements really. It's just textures. And I don't know. I think that's cool. I, I, I have my times where I listen to actual ambient music. Mostly I listen to like black metal and stuff. Right. So, um, <laughs> I was going to mention that. It's kind of funny coming from you like being like the metal guy. 
Like, yeah. They have like this super chill drone album that's nine hours long. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, this is actually sort of a this sort of a precursor, this album, because as you know, this is only 10% of my live streams in that time period that I mentioned. And the other 90% was actual instrumental looping and songs. And you've you've heard a lot of them, Eric. And um I kind of did the same thing with those where I've started to collect the the best clips, which I'm pulling from so many more and it's much harder to wrap your head around this, but I think I'm going to end up with another nine hour live album, but with uh, instrumental music. Um, and I, I, I have it all mapped out. Like it's going to be called continuous demonstrations and okay. I have the album art done, cool. but it's going to take months to, to sequence figure out that. how to sequence it and, you know, get it listenable because it's all just live recordings. I'm, I'm literally taking the audio from the Twitch broadcast and trying to make it EQ'd right and, you know, worthy of being put out there. So, wow. you can do a, a Cliff Notes version to put on like a, on, a, on an album. Yeah, that's a good idea. Vinyl you know, that's, pro that's probably not a bad idea. And I, and I could probably take like, let's say the first 40 minutes of this ambient album and do a record if I wanted to, you know, that's a good point. I should, I should consider something. Like that. I would love to do a tape. Honestly, I haven't yeah. done a tape since like 2011 or something like that. Yeah. yeah that seems to be too. So you yeah, can, they're yeah. Coming back. we could do volumes, yeah. you know, do, do. A, oh yeah. Pretty, pretty cheap CDs too. If you're doing, you know, like a, a, rep, a duplicated CD. True, you yeah. Do little vol volumes of CDs too. I could do a little like CD booklet that you get with ten right. CDs in it. You can yeah. make like a zine. You could do it in like a zine format. That's too, a good idea. Wow. Yeah. All right, we're, we're brainstorming here. I yeah. like this. I like that. I I was considering doing a USB drive. Yeah. Um, but they're still kind of expensive to. I mean, if I just want to do the nine hours, like the storage isn't. I don't have to get that much storage, but I would love to do a. Like I did many years ago, I did a. I had my whole discography on a USB drive, and that was probably my favorite merch that I ever had. It was just a big investment. That's the problem, yeah. Was, you know. Yep. Yeah, but no, these are good points. And what I would like to do, I don't know if you've seen that the cover. You've seen it, Eric. The yeah. album cover is like this weird druid, uh, like in dressed in all black, sitting cross-legged in front of a static TV like a tube TV playing static and it's all in like pixel art style. Oh, cool. And um, I talked to my friend about it and we're going to see if, if there can be a 3d model made. So you can get like a 3d printed figure of it. Oh, awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, so that would be something cool. And I would love for that to somehow, I don't know, I could put a little USB in there or something like something that it, it becomes the physical media. I could put a QR code on it and it takes you to Spotify, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. Lots of po lots of possibilities. Yeah. Yep. There we oh, go. There it is. Oh, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really um, cool. Yeah. And yeah, I could see I'm, that either resin or vinyl figure too would be. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. I and I just got some stickers printed, some die cut stickers printed up that. That is guy. definitely a t-shirt though. Yeah, oh, I, I'm doing a t-shirt. I I'm. I do my own like graphic design a lot. So it's hard to, uh, I have to turn it into an image that prints, right? Like mm. with the blacks and the whites, like, so it's screen printable. Um, yep. it looks good. So I'm figuring that out, but yeah, it's a definite shirt. I'm going to have it for sure. 
So when you do uh, an album like this and you go out and promote in some way, like I know you're trying to do more live stuff again. Like, is it possible to take a track that you've done and do it live the way you do it? Or is it? No, all- <laughs> no, no way. Like, uh, yeah. My music is completely improvised anyway. So yeah. essentially like when I do an ambient song, it's just, it's a new version of one of these songs. Like it's, it, it, I don't ever remember what I play or I'm, I'm almost constantly trying not to play something I've played before. Yeah. So I miss the, like there's only been one time in my career where I've played parts of my album live with like backing tracks. And I miss that time. It was when my channels album came out in uh, 2017 and I missed the idea that I could play something. I know what I was going to play for the set. And at the end of it, I could say, I have that record right here on vinyl if you, yeah. you want to buy it. And it was just like a great feeling. But after about a year and a half or two years of that, I, I felt so stuck in resorting to that set that the only way I felt like I could get out of it was I started tuning my guitar differently. <laughs> so I couldn't play, I physically couldn't play yeah. along to those songs. So now I play in drop C and I don't have any backing tracks. So I'm forced to do it, but I, I do still, you know, the way it, the way it works is I, I play my music. I go play a two hour set, three hour set at some brewery or something. And then I just talk about the album and yeah, uh, people, a couple people might be interested, but yeah, people will ask me stuff like that. Like, Oh, what was that song you played? Like when I walked in and I'm just like, it, I don't know. It'll never <laughs> exist again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that's what these songs are. They're I, I actually have them tagged as live on the metadata. Like I, they're live songs. So on Spotify, it's going to say "Holy Noise Live" uh-huh. uh, when right. it's out. So and, and I think that kind of gives context to any imperfections that are in it. Because there's a couple times, even in these, where you can hear my pedals, uh, like me hitting a pedal or something. And um, it was just because I forgot to turn off the streaming mic uh-huh. uh, while I was doing that part and. Um, I just realized like if those sounds weren't there, I might not have made it a live album. I might've just said these are songs, but I just didn't want someone to hear that and be like, wow, he, he left these like clicky things in there. <laughs> Shoddy engineer did he work with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's so the, it's just kind of funny to me when I think about like our, our usual thing is like punk rock and three minute songs. And yeah, (laughs) well, you know, another thing that I hope will come from this is that I hope some people will like sample it because that's happened before where people will make beats and uh, just other songs out of this. Maybe I'll sample some of it too. Just you take a little bit of texture and, you know, turn it into a hip hop beat or something like that. It's always Mm -hmm. fun. I love that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. It's, I'm excited about it. It's it's good to have something new out, and then to have it be something yep. so absurdly long feels good too. Because it, it makes it something interesting bit, to talk about. You know, maybe it's a little punk rock to, to yeah. just be like fuck the algorithm. It's, it's 100%. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> I try to get it into some uh, like a movie movie database where they're pulling music for you know movies and TV. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, definitely know. I, I actually considered that for some of my visuals um i considered just taking like really recognizable um famous like dramatic scenes from movies and just putting parts of some of the songs over them and that that could be the content um yeah but yeah you're right like a lot of 
a lot of my friends are like filmmakers and stuff and i send them i usually send them just my albums but this would be a good one to just like hey there's tons of texture here that's like a lot of it's cinematic in nature you could just pull pull from yeah i remember yeah. when i was listening to the listening party i, I said something like that on there like that you you need to be backing a movie like yeah totally orchestrate a movie i would like, love that <laughs> that'd be so fun I've, I've done some there's been some stuff used in like short films and stuff like that but i've never actually scored something for a movie or a show or something like that and i don't know if i could <laughs> i feel like oddly enough even though i improvise i i think i feel like a lot of people who score things are very meticulous with what's going where and yeah it's like, got a match and, and, the, and, and, the, and these filmmakers are asking for a style or something to happen and like sometimes someone might say oh can you do something like this and i was like well, i don't know we'll see <laughs> like <laughs> I, that would be my answer so i've always been reluctant to just be like yeah i'll score your film just for that reason because like be you're gonna you're gonna get cool. what you get <laughs> it'd almost be cool to do something like i see uh remember that old film metropolis yeah where it was like black and white and sci-fi and it was just uh, I can't remember what band it was. I saw them just kind of riffing along with the movie and playing mm. live with it. And I like, it'd be cool to like take something that you know very well and be able to like just riff along while it's Man, on. I would love that. That's a good idea. I I once twice played um, in Richmond, Virginia. I played my friend's event um, called Silent Film Revival. And they would, it's the James River Film, uh, James River Film Association or something like that. And they would host these events where they'd get like two musicians and two silent films yep. and they'd feature those films. And then one musician would live score the one and then one like yes. live score the other one. And I enjoyed it. It was super fun. I even did one during the pandemic. They sent me two films, short films, silent ones. And I, I, did it like with my Twitch thing where you can see the whole video around me. And I, I basically just improvised to the films and yeah, yeah I guess I could do it. You know, it's like, I guess maybe the point is like, I can definitely improvise to a film that's like just, or just like nonstop visuals. But when they start telling me to like, you know, do something really specific at this point, I'd be like, like, how about you? like you, <laughs> you, you yeah, take exactly. my music and do it. <laughs> it almost have to be like, okay, um, you get complete visual and, and our auditory control over this whole yeah, project. Totally. So. Hey, while you're already here, why don't you go ahead and like and subscribe? And if there's a bell on your screen, click that bitch so we can keep doing this shit. I think I also saw that you were looking to do some more uh, mouth console stuff. Did I see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of, I know we talked about it last time you were here, but I think it's a, I think it's an interesting project. So it's yeah, good. it's uh if you don't know, it's, it's kind of like the way I describe it is that I have two music projects. One is um, me looping completely improvised and it's just me and it's like me and my feelings and doing it. And then mouth council is I take that same loop machine and I basically just invite volunteers from the crowd or from anywhere and we sit in a circle and I pass the microphone around and we only use mouth sounds to make music and I kind of mix it on the spot. And uh, I've been doing it for almost as long as I've been doing Infinite Third and it became like a much more communal thing where 
I have regular people that have done it for many years with me. And um, it's just something that fits in almost any circumstance. Like it came back officially after the pandemic or, you know, I know the pandemic's not over, but uh, when the pandemic started, I was like, okay, I think I'm done with mouth counts. Like nobody's going to want to share spit on the same microphone with me (laughs) and I don't want to do it either. And you know, nothing's changed. I, I still don't think people are like totally comfortable with it, but I think it's more like the same risk we're taking by going out in the world again. Like we're going to take that risk right. with the microphone. So it came back because um, uh, my distribution company, Symphonic Distribution, who's hired me a bunch of times to do it with them, uh, hired me for their Christmas party, their corporate Christmas party in Florida. And they brought me down, they paid me. And I was like, damn, I think it's back. And it was, it felt really good. And um once it was officially back, like I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna take it to an open mic and which is, it's always nice in an open mic, but it works as like an actual set at a show at any show at a punk show at a hip hop show, like metal show. It just works. It's just like a fun thing to do. And it kind of like warms the crowd up, but it also works in like a corporate environment or um, a team building kind of thing. It sounds uh, it therapeutic. Works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a, it's sort of a workshop in a way when it when it needs to be like it's a creativity exercise and i've done it um with improv um like live during an improv show of like comedy i was like the guest at one um so yeah it's back and i'm doing it and i don't know what's gonna happen because yeah i've been doing it for a long time but i just felt like it it just i i go where it takes me kind of thing um and so there's a lot of possibilities for it. The funny thing is like, I, I much prefer to do infinite third just because it's just me. And it's just like, yeah, I feel like more people resonate with mouth council though, because it's just so universal and fun. And whereas infinite third can be kind of gloomy and, and it's uh, like a community experience. Like it's yeah. Like, it almost tried the interaction, you know, you remember it's memorable when you're a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it kind of like hurts my feelings because I'm like, well, Infinite Third's like my true expression, and people would be like, oh, I love mouth counts. I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. Like everyone does. And <laughs> like, cavemen would have loved mouth council. It's like <laughs> literally, that's like a that's part of the art that we use is like these cavemen. My friend grew up cavemen doing doing it with the loop station and the microphone. Um, yeah, I don't know. And now that it's back, it's like it's good to have it back. And it's like both of my, um, my two sides are back in the world and playing shows. And unfortunately though, the, like my streaming era seems to be over for now. Yeah. Um, Cause I can't really do both. It's, it's such an installation to do both. Oh yeah. Uh, so like right now my gear's like ready to go because I have a show next week and I don't really want to like reinstall it behind me with the green screen there. Um, but I would like to stream. I'm going to start streaming games and like just hang out more and like listening to stuff. But, you know, it, that's why I'm trying to commemorate with Holy Noise and with the other album, like commemorate that time because it was a really specific pandemic time where I was stuck inside and I played music. Yeah. Hey, while you're already here, why don't you go ahead and like and subscribe? And if there's a bell on your screen, click that bitch. So we can keep doing this shit. The new album, Holy Noise. Holy Noise. Holy Noise. February twenty third. Twenty third. Thanks for joining us, Billy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it's great. Wonderful to see you. having you on again.
Yeah. yeah, this is super cool. Nice to meet you. And um, yeah, you too, brother. Just such creative stuff. Let's chat again soon. Hey, you made it through an entire episode. Good for you. If you're looking for more, give the rest of the channel a look. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll catch you fuckers next time. Later. Mux Palette.